Podcast. As always, Gustarola. <laughs> uh, Jeff Ramsey, back uh, from vacation. Joel Heyman. I feel pressure that we shouldn't suck now after that song. <laughs> and I'm Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> well, we just listened to the first uh, fan submission for the podcast theme song. Um, this, I, hadn't, I didn't think I'd played it for anyone before right now. Everyone just heard it for the first time. It's awesome. Oh, uh, who made that? Uh, Mark. I don't want to say his last name in case he's uh What's his username on the site? <laughs> Why not? What is he in the witness protection <laughs> program? Mark, Why are we so protective of that? Mark Gadosh. Give his email address. Gadosh. <laughs> he lives in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin on Spooner Street. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like the combination of the electronica and the death metal voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, anyway, in case uh, you didn't hear, we're having a contest for fans to submit our podcast theme song, and that's uh, the first entry I've played. As we get them, I'm going to be playing a few. Uh, so you play like a different in the, one every in the week? weeks, yeah, yeah. And then we'll see uh, what people's favorites are. Well, what's the idea behind that? Is that we're going to choose our favorite and then use that on an ongoing basis, or we just have a it, different one every week? Does this mean we have to do more podcasts? I'd, I'd like to, just choose to justify a, the songs. I'd like to choose a favorite, but if we keep getting good ones, maybe we'll just uh, in, keep going indefinitely. We could have. One oh, I hope so. I, I hope we don't ever use the same one. <laughs> we could just have one podcast that's all just songs from beginning to end. That's you know, a good it's idea. It's a freebie for us. We just phone it in. You know, and be sure when you submit one to include your social security number so we can read that over the podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> if you do want to submit, uh, send it via email to podcast at roosterteeth.com. I like that address. With your mother's maiden name. Yeah. The high school and, you and, went to. And, and your porn name. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, the street you grew up on, your first pet's name. Okay, Fishing so, scam. So uh, we have a lot to talk about this week. We have an I think. extraordinarily large okay. amount of things to talk about. And here we are fucking off. Just well, talking about... Gus, man, keep, crack hey, the whip. Keep us in shape. You gotta pause. You know what I'm saying every now and then? Smell the roses. They stink. The, the, the porn name to me thing was actually endlessly fascinating because it's like we had the conversation about that before, right? Where it was like, oh, everybody knows about that. And then it was like, oh, that's a phishing scheme. I, I didn't know that. That's amazing. You know, it's kind of tough because there's so many podcasts we do that we don't put out. I don't know I'm, sometimes what we've talked about. I'm pretty sure that's been out. No, yeah. we, I don't think we ever talked about that. No, we talked about it in the other room. Hey, let's oh, talk about not. talking about it. <laughs> All right, let's talk Jesus. about real stuff now. So uh, E3 was this week. I don't know if anyone heard about that. It was. Yes. Why didn't we go to E3? Someone tell me that. Because it sucks. Because uh, we've been to five E3s in the past, and we were E3'd out, but we probably should have in retrospect, because the Microsoft conference was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and and, and Knuckles was there, and he yeah. had a chance to, I read his Twitter that he got to play with, uh, Nat, is it Natal or Natal? Natal. Natal. Okay. So, he got to play with it, which would have been cool, because, you know, you see the demos of it, or the conceptual demos of it, and you think, well... It looks great. I hope it works. <laughs> and then I read like people from like Engadget and Gizmodo and then Knuckles saying it was great. They got up. They said they stood up there without any calibration, flailed their arms around and played a game. Really? And, and it made sense. Yeah. I think Engadget probably has the best like, write-up. They have all three of their guys going up and each individually giving their impressions of it and uh, with pictures of them. For some reason, they won't take pictures of the device because I think it was in the, in the demo room where they brought bloggers and reporters back in. I think it was like one of those E3 setups where it's a console, a camera, oh, and then also a PC sitting there. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, we saw that yeah. a bunch, you know, which scares me because we saw that with the Phantom. 
when we actually played the Phantom <laughs> at E3 like three years ago, it looked like the Phantom, everything looked great, until you noticed that all the cords were running down into some kind of box underneath the cabinet that wasn't this pretty console. <laughs> and, and, and the box said Dell. <laughs> that's that's pretty much SOP for all E3s, though. Yeah, I mean, when we first saw the Xbox 360, it was like that, because I think that's how their, their XDKs were at the time. I think they were... They were Power Max, if I remember yeah. right. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's totally understandable, but you can you can also understand why they wouldn't want people taking pictures of that. Yeah. It looks if like they, if they started selling consoles that were the size of towers, would that? But it had huge, huge performance. Would that bother anyone? Wouldn't bother me. Yeah, know. they make those though. They're called PCs. <laughs> I mean, you know, except for you have to constantly upgrade them every you know game. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think that's why the, the, those components are so big is because they're just like they're they're the newest components on the market, and they haven't gone through the refinement. You know what I mean? So you you I'm I'm totally out of that market now. I don't I don't spend any time on, on you know upgrading my PC or anything like that. I don't even worry about it. I don't even have a PC. Not either. Yeah. But I will have to buy a PC soon for Star Wars: The Old Republic. Is it only going to be on a PC? I'm not sure. Uh, normally, those games do not have Mac releases. Blizzard's really the only big, uh, I guess. Developer who uh, supports simultaneous PC and Mac launches. EA does too. They have, Sims Three just came out, and that'll that's right on a Mac yeah. as well. The way they the way EA normally does Mac support is through emulation software, uh-huh. and uh, normally that wrapper adds overhead and kind of slows it down. So well, I don't know how that would affect MMO performance. That might be the way they used to do it, but like Aspire made SimCity. Whatever it was, four. No, no. The, the, this emulation wrapper is the new way they do it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like their new thing. Yeah, hmm. but a, a game like Old Republic, I come on. So if, if anyone come out of the Mac, or if, if any if anyone who's involved with the development's listening, please make a Mac client or ask Paul. or put it on a three sixty. That would be you, cool too. You know, <laughs> speaking of people who are developing it, it kind of makes me mad that this game is being made in Austin and I can't play it. Yeah, no kidding, right? It's really? Like, hey, are you that point in your life where you think you yes. should be able to play it just because I, you I, live near it? It's because I'm down in World of Warcraft right now. Yeah. So, you I, know, I, it's always made me mad that Sandra Bullock lives here, and yet... <laughs> you, don't, you don't get to play her? I don't get to bang the hell out of Sandra Bullock. I, totally, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. I totally understand. I feel the same way about Lance Armstrong. <laughs> you motherfucker, Jeff. You said the exact same thing I just said oh. <laughs> like two days ago, and now when Bernie says something to the contrary, you back him up. Oh, I'm sorry. We have cuts. We have, oh, We're on man. The I don't remember. I, I wasn't aware. Mm-hmm. I learned something interesting about Lance Armstrong. What'd you learn? Well, you know how he's only got one testicle? I learned this from you. <laughs> he does have one, right? Like, they yeah. never specified. He does have one. Yeah, he has one test. He has one I know he one lost one for nut. sure, but make sure he has the other ones. Yeah, he does. And he has a bicycle shop and coffee shop right down the road from our office. And Gus and I go there every once in a while to get coffee. And it's called Juan Pelota. And I never understood what the fuck, like, who this Juan Pelota guy is that Lance Armstrong likes so much that he named a coffee shop after him. But I guess it's a play on one nut because Pelota is ball in nice. Spanish. And Juan sounds like one. Exactly yeah. what I want to think about when it's pretty, I'm pretty going clever to buy coffee. Uh, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> you know what I hate about Lance Armstrong? I hate that I live I live kind of out away from Austin a little bit. And I hate – I love Lance Armstrong. I love that he lives here. I hate the impact that he has on everyone turning into a fucking Tour de France cyclist yeah. in Austin. I was behind like – like, it, like, it looked like a tournament. It was like a group of like 80 dudes all in biker shorts just taking up the entire right lane of the highway. Just going down during rush hour. You know, I mean, how did they get home in time to even get their stuff on and get on their bikes? And did, I just got to follow this. Yeah, I don't know. Did, where did, you pull, did you pull in behind them and enjoy the view on your drive home? <laughs> yeah, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. Middle aged dudes. At least they were shorts. trying to go fast because I always run into the group of bicycle. You know, those guys that aren't even going fast. The non cyclist dudes. You know, those hordes of bicycle people. Yeah, because you live out on three sixty. <sighs> on the scenic, on the scenic tour. Yeah, I live on the pro circuit. 
I think we got off on a bit of a tangent there. We were talking about yeah. E3. I, I keep trying to pull it back in. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think it's pretty obvious, but what was everyone's favorite trailer from E3, or favorite E3 moment? Well, there was a Lance Armstrong game. <laughs> uh, my favorite one was the Old Republican one. It followed very, very, very closely by the Rock Band Beatles opening cinematic, That's which cool. is yeah, awesome. It was good. It's pretty cool. Really awesome. I think, for me, definitely, there was the Old Republic trailer, like Head and Shoulders Above Everything Else. Uh, I'm a little ashamed to say it, but I also liked the Uncharted 2 trailer. It was great. It was really good. And it's, it's I don't know, it's not that the gameplay was that enthralling. It just seems like it was cut just like a movie trailer. And that's what I really liked about it. No, they did a fantastic yeah, job with it. It wasn't like a traditional you know, video game trailer. It's the first time I've I've contemplated buying a PS3. Just for that trailer. Yeah, it looks so, look like so much fun. I have a PS3. That trailer is making me thinking about going and buying Uncharted yeah. 1 and playing that. Man, you have to like get like a PC and a... You're going to have to buy a lot of hardware yeah. now. Well, I've oh. already got the PS3. I, I was oh. suckered into that early on. I see. Okay. Oh, also, uh, Alan Wake. We were all very impressed with Alan Wake. I don't... That does nothing for me. Really? He looks like a school teacher. Like that's like wandering around in the dark. That's all. Yeah, I see but from like that a game. sexy school teacher. But what is the story with it? I mean, it's like there's a lot of slow it's like he's, stuff. He's like, I think he's looking for a contact he's, lens. He's supposed to be a writer who's suffering from writer's block. So he and his wife take a trip up to the northwest, and, uh-huh. and his wife Monsters. disappears, and yeah. he's looking for his wife. And What's all the magical, sparkly stuff that takes place? Well, it's like he's like a mystery horror writer, and then like things from his like, as I understand it, things that he writes about are coming to life, like real life horror stuff is all happening. Right. Kind of like uh, that uh, John Carpenter movie. <laughs> kind of like any of us. an essay that the dude in eighth grade that yeah. sat next to me wrote. <laughs> and that was a video game form. In the Mouth of Madness, is that the one? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not yeah, a that's Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah. yeah. But this guy has a flashlight. Yes. And a flare. So what was your favorite trailer? Uh, uh, come on, it was obviously Old Republic. You gotta, you gotta name something else. We can't all just say Old Republic. Um, name something else as well. I guess it would be the same for uh, as yours. Uncharted 2? Old Republic, Uncharted 2, followed by probably Alan Wake. Alan Wake was good. Oh, man, that, I don't like Splinter Cell, but that Splinter Cell trailer was pretty fucking awesome, too. Yeah, I, I, I was not you know necessarily excited about that game until I saw that demo and that walkthrough. Yeah, that was fantastic. That game looked really fun. Yeah. And it wasn't a trailer, but the ODST gameplay demo that they did was awesome. Oh, yeah. Because it reminded me a lot of when they first started showing... Uh, snippets of Halo 2 and they had all that city stuff when they had the back when they had the mm-hmm. one shot battle rifle and uh, this looks like right out of that but better it's interesting that they uh, they brought back the old uh, Halo 1 style pistol yeah that is interesting that was, in, that was in that walkthrough I'm curious to see how that plays out hmm, maybe it's yeah, a timeline thing overpowered pistol that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah maybe it's a timeline thing well they but have no, a no, but no this is this supposed is to take place weeks before Halo 3 right yeah it's after Halo 2 which is when yeah. the pistol changed so, so yeah but uh, I didn't. I didn't see any footage from it. But I read some write-ups on the fire. Was it called firefight mode? Yeah, it sounded really cool. It's kind of like, I guess, for lack of a, a better uh, thing to compare to horde mode in Gears of War Two, or is, survival. It's like the or new survival. Swarm yeah, gameplay like, that people it's like the like. new standard. But apparently, it's really, really cool, and everybody that played it had a blast. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm excited to to finally play that game. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also excited to. Uh... When I buy it to get the uh, beta code for Halo Reach, hell yeah! Since they, now, didn't, they, they didn't show anything about that, so I'm curious to. Well, they don't have. I mean, they just you know, it's a teaser. It's not a trailer or anything like that. Yeah, but it seems weird that they didn't show anything, and there's going to be a beta for it that you can get into. In, okay, now that's the thing, months. right? Uh, are you sure that the beta? Everyone seems oh, to assume that the beta is the day that ODS yeah, launches. That. It's not going to be. It's. I, I think the beta is going to be well into 2010. Good point. You know, like in the spring or something like that. Excellent point. I'd imagine Reach is a. Is a Christmas game. I mean, for fall 2010, and so they'll probably have something in the summer or late spring for the beta. I think. I mean, who knows? But everyone is definitely assuming that at the moment they set foot in their house with ODST, they're going to get to play Reach, and I don't think that's the case. Hmm. What about you, Joel? What was your favorite? 
thing you for me three. You know, I thought uh, you know, Left for Dead, just the stuff I've already played. I want to play again. Oh, Left for Dead, and yeah, then even the Call one. of Duty. You know, I've, I'd like to play that some more. You know, Val Valve's like way they update games has come to back to haunt them a little bit because people are criticizing Left for Dead Two coming out one year after Left for Dead and essentially just being additional content. You know, like new weapons and new maps and things like that. I would have said the way I would have phrased that sentence is stupid people are criticizing. Yeah, well, they did have, I think, a legitimate criticism in that there's this at least conception that Left 4 Dead didn't have a lot of content when it came out. That it was a great game, but it only had what four maps? Yeah, which but, was five maps within the four maps, right? Which no one seemed yeah, to be able to grasp. In, is, in the did, end, it's like, did you have fun playing it? Or right? Did, I you, mean, or did did you or did you not? Did you, you know, get your sixty dollars worth out yeah. of that game? Well, and that's most, the question. Most people would say yes. Would you get another sixty dollars worth of fun out of a se- sequel? Yes. And sometimes, you know, if you start changing things and tinkering with things, maybe it's not going to be as good, you know. And I don't yeah, know. I don't like I don't like the uh, the mentality of gamers that uh, you have to reinvent the wheel for every new sequel of a game. If it if it was great when it came out and it looks good enough, then just give me more of the same, right? It's like yeah. Dead Rising Two. We all wanted a Dead Rising Two that was just in same world, same graphics, same everything. Just let me go outside the mall, you know, or go to a different mall. Yeah, go to the mall on the <laughs> poor side of town. I don't care. <laughs> go to the mall after hours. <laughs> go out to lunch. <laughs> the uh, you just described basically though the whole that's the Nintendo philosophy right and that was their entire presentation at E3 which was basically it's not broken we're not going to fix it no yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> it seems like hey, hey their philosophy at E3 was that and then to introduce a super weird peripheral that no one really understands as well no, the, the vitality, vitality thing? what is yeah. that is it like a pulse meter kind of I guess they didn't really show any like practical application of it but it seems like it just reads your pulse you know who latched onto that was Kat uh, our friend who's a former frag doll she was asking about the like some kind of game that used to use the fingerprint sensors on laptops that you'd play the game with you know using that some kind of biorhythm game hmm. and she was on the hunt well, trying to figure that out Joel's leaving us he got called away by the principal uh oh Detention. So, hey, next time we'll be talking about Joel. <laughs> you know, last, just last week, though, we were talking about how trailers, they don't matter, seem to matter at all. At least they didn't matter to me. And then I spent the entire damn week watching trailers for video games. Yeah. And loving them. Especially that Republic, old Republic one, man. I mean, that was just nuts. And it slid completely under the radar the first day when it came out because of the E3 stuff. Or the, well, excuse the, me, the Microsoft stuff. Yeah, all that Natal stuff. And... Well, there, there was so much stuff out there. It's so easy to get overlooked. Like like Joe was saying, the Call of Duty trailer was really tremendous. But it came out like four or five days before E3. So that's that was intentional, I'm sure. Yeah. Mega64 did an awesome video about presentations at E3. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw that. And their, their Call of Duty thing with Rocco doing the Call of Duty one, it's great. So go to Mega64.com to see that because it was hilarious. Especially so, if you watch the keynote. If you didn't watch the keynote, you probably, probably wouldn't get too yeah, much of it. Probably wouldn't care. Who do you think, <laughs> uh, who do you think won E3, Gus? Uh, I think, just be looking at the big three, I think Microsoft was uh, definitely hands down. Uh, head and shoulders above. Absolutely, I mean, even close. absolutely. I mean, but we even talked <laughs> about Sony. Yet Sony did they did Uncharted, Uncharted two, God of War three. Yeah, God of War three looked good, but yeah. I never played any of those. Yeah. So it's I, like I, it's, I've never played a God of War game, but it did look good. It looks like an awesome franchise. It really does. And then they had that controller, which doesn't bug me too much. I'm a controller kind of a guy. I don't like the Wii thing. Doesn't excite me. Natal looks cool, but I like it more for the interface stuff of like using your hand to flip between blades and that yeah kind of, that kind of stuff yeah. and then being able to like voice activated stuff within the dashboard looked really cool i mean because in my house sometimes when i'm going to use the entertainment functions of the xbox i end up hunting up a controller or i have one of those logitech remotes mm-hmm. and i have to hunt that thing up and turn it on and power it up and let it sync and all that and it'd be cool if i just had another option of just like well i don't have my re- 
controllers anywhere around. Let me just start flipping around using the onboard Natal. Yeah, we uh, we all, with the exception of Gus, have kids too, and it's like I don't know about you, but like when I when it's time to find an Xbox controller, it could be in the fridge, it could be under a bed. <laughs> the thing is, it, like you said, you all have kids too, so. Have fun once you're trying to use the hand motion and your kid's like <laughs> trying to copy you or get a lot, get into the action. You're fighting with your kid to my kid, flip through movies. My kid's three feet tall. I'll just put the TV up higher. But here's the deal with Microsoft and the things they put out, which I think are all awesome. They clearly destroyed at E3. But I can't help but think that everything we saw, all their major announcements in their keynote, seem to be better versions of things they've already attempted on the 360 that didn't work out so well. Like, the big one is Natal, right? Like, that's all anyone could talk about. When the Xbox Live Vision camera came out, they already kind of had a rudimentary version of this. Remember, they had games you could supposedly play without a controller, and there was one called Totem Ball. It was an arcade download. Did you ever play Totem Ball? I never played it, but I know See, what you're talking about. That I mean, they are now committed to, like, they have to deliver on this, because they've shown these demos, right? And so now... The obligation is totally on them because I play Totem Ball and it's impossible to control. And having played Totem Ball, I'm not that excited about Natal. I'm really not. I hope it'll be good, you know. But it's just like I've already seen this version of it. And like when they put out their Twitter updates and their Facebook updates, don't forget that when the chat pad launched, it also launched with a connection to MSN Messenger. Nobody used that. That is that's probably the most irrelevant development on the on the Xbox 360. Well, well the, the problem, and I'm going I'm to refute here. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh, first of all, with you know saying that they already have the vision camera, I think the Natal technology is a little different. I mean, it's like Sony also already has yes. the iToy camera, and they're you know have their their new you know motion recognition thing as well. It seems like an evolution, I guess. You know, it seems like it's going to be better, and it'll be going to be able to do the things it's supposed to do. Uh, as far as the MSN and Twitter, Facebook pr- issue, I agree with you in that. The difference is that MSN is a two-way communication. No one wanted to use it because they didn't want to get bothered while playing games. With Twitter and Facebook, you can make updates that are one-way. You update out without being interrupted coming back into your game. So I think people will use that functionality where they didn't use the MSN messenger functionality. Oh, snap. It'll also be very cool. And by the way, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we all think they, yeah. they destroyed there. Uh, but I'm just trying to say, like, you know, to temper this with a little bit of realism oh, yeah, yeah, here, yeah. you know? I mean, you can have these things, but if people don't use them... Netflix is clearly something that people used. I mean, yes. that was a good addition, you know? But even that, over time, I, I think we've all seen the kind of drain of quality titles coming out of Netflix. I don't know. I just watched Wally last night. On there? Yeah. You know what it is? There's one saving grace to that streaming service from Netflix, and it's Stars Play. And I, I'd like for somebody to, to, to see, like, what the contract is that Stars Play has, because... The things that come in and out of that service that are the high quality titles, I bet I would bet that Wally's probably one of those is a Stars Play title. It's uh, God, I can't remember. I wouldn't I'm be surprised. Yeah, it seems like almost everything is though. At least yeah. that I watch now. But I'm, Mostly because you only watch good titles. You don't yeah. watch the garbage like 1940s horror movie, you know, or whatever yeah, that's available. Yeah. But I'm, I am glad to see that they are updating that service as well, though. Like, I think from the day it launched, we all had the same wish list, and it's I'm glad to see they're finally you know doing that where you can browse through your titles. On your Xbox and add stuff to your queue through the Xbox without having to go to your computer. I don't, I don't know how accurate this is, but you know when that Netflix service launched on the Xbox and it actually launched earlier on Roku players, but mm-hmm. it had ten thousand movies. And I read somewhere earlier this week on another website that it has fifty thousand now. And I, I don't know I, if that's accurate, but that I believe it. I, remember, I believe the titles are there. 
I just don't believe always in the quality of the titles oh, that end up in there. I don't know. I don't have a problem. Like, it's my television now, my Netflix streaming, and I watch South Park every night or Dexter or Weeds. There's a lot or... of weird... Like, there's a lot of weird issues with that. Like, for example, I realized the other day that Quantum Leap was streamable. So I was like, great, I want to watch the first season of Quantum Leap. Right. So I added the first season of Quantum Leap to my queue, went to watch it. The first three episodes of season one are not available for streaming. You uh, can only right. get them on the disc. And That's like, weird. What the fuck? So I had to start in episode four. Yeah. And I was totally lost. <laughs> yeah. That is strange. Because that, that is, is a very complicated <laughs> story. We should you talk offline. jump in episode up. four, you know. I mean, it's... <laughs> Really complicated. A lot of TV series are like that on there, where mm. they have some of the episodes are disabled and can only be available on disc, which is so what's, bizarre. What's worse than that is I was eight episodes into the first season of Dexter, and it disappeared from my queue, and I wasn't able to add it again. Right, because they leave the title. Yeah. They, they leave the service. But then, last week, Dexter showed up again. Yeah. Just out of the blue. It's just back in my queue. 30 Rock, I think, did that when the Possibly. service first started. It was like on and off for a little bit. Yeah, I, I remember I was complaining early on that I couldn't find season two of 30 Rock. Then you all told me I was an idiot, and it was there, and... I swore the first time I looked, it wasn't there, and then it was there after you said it. Well, there's another weird thing, too, in that you can add things to Netflix that you can stream and watch on your PC that don't show up on Roku and on the 360. Like, there's another level of of complexity. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. You can add things to your instant play queue online, and then they don't show up on your 360. Yes. Hmm. It's very confusing. I've never seen that. What? Can you give an example? Uh, No, you'd have to see see the interface. (laughs) It's just a, it's just like a different tab, and oh, a different okay. queue you can put things saying. into. Sure. Yeah. So, um, the Xbox Live Party thing is on there too, where you can watch movies with your buddies. Yes. Sure. Which I, I'll be curious to see how much people use that. They, they, I hope they do it this time. <laughs> they announced that last E3. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and but it, now they showed screens of it and all that. Yeah. It's weird though because they reduced like they put the avatar you know, down below. People aren't going to do that. You, be, you know, we do something similar on the website with Rooster Teeth Live. People use it. Yeah, constantly. I think that's different, though, because we have a, just a community that's already so close and connected well, with that. And people thing. have a community of friends that they're close to and connected with. Exactly. That's true. I, yeah. All, all I know is I have a hard enough time, like, trying to get a game of Halo together with people I know or whatever. I mean, you know. Really? The way the way it usually works when I play games is somebody just starts a party, and whether you guys are playing the same game or not, you're all just in the party talking while you all play your different games, and you're always just kind of like... There's always like seven or eight dudes or ladies hanging out. Yeah, the, the other thing, too, is like I keep wanting Xbox to like kind of refine some of the stuff that everyone's clearly using that could use some improvement. Like, you know, Netflix having now instant stream is awesome. Like I hate every time I fast-forward six frames and it's got a rebuffer. You know, when I'm at home right now. And now this instant play thing just seems incredible. I don't know how they're going to do it. I think the instant play is for the marketplace. Yeah, they, I don't think that's... that's I, then I'll buy stuff on marketplace. I will do because I'm sick of that buffering stuff. That buffering thing on marketplace sucks because you got to get through like 25% of an HD movie before it starts. Yeah. Which is Ugh. a long time. You know, it's like 45 that, minutes. That happened when we were watching uh, Primer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, is this a seat? Oh, wait, it stopped. What no, happened? that sucks. And once you get to that point, it's like you can't recover. Oh, oh you, you yeah. can get Primer streaming? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's on Netflix too. Streaming, really? Yeah. Yep. What the hell? Great movie. You should definitely get it. Add it right now. But like the first thing they gotta fix, they have to fix on Xbox Live is they gotta fix the voice messaging system, which everyone uses, but now everyone is kind of abandoned in favor of texting just because yeah. it's so friggin' lousy. Yeah, I wish there was like you say. I wish there was one button you could hit as soon as you see the alert to to start playing it and listen to it right then because. It seems like it's very cumbersome right now. You have to hit the jewel, mm-hmm. go down, play voice, listen to it, and back out. Yeah. Assuming you have a headset on. Right. Because I wish there was a setting saying, I do not receive voice messages. Like, even Major Nelson and Trixie say, don't send us voice messages. And those are the people who basically run Xbox yeah. Live, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a headset in, every message sounds the same. My messages all sound the same. It's like, you hit play, and it goes, hey, Bernie, from <laughs> 
What the fuck did that Sorry about that. I was eating something (laughs) at the time. You can turn it up. You can turn your volume up full way, and it's just something about playing it over speakers. You just can't hear it. Do you often, do you, like when you sit down to play an Xbox game, like you're going to play Fallout 3, do you immediately put your headset on? No. I put mine under my sofa so it's out of sight, out of mind. It annoys the shit out of me. Like, I get I get pissed off if I have to put it on. I, I keep mine... Really? I keep, yeah, I don't like to play video games with a headset on. I, I, I don't... I feel very self-conscious about wearing the headset. I really do. Yeah, no, you look like, you look like an idiot, right? <laughs> my wife has all these friends coming over from you know, yeah, theater yeah. and all these hot chicks. And they're like, hey, Jeff, how's it going? And I got a like goofy 10-year-old's headset on that's <laughs> green and says Halo on it. And I feel like a fucking retard. It's like different between watching Star Trek and watching Star Trek while wearing it. Enterprise yeah, class. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's, it's like, a totally different level. You, you could just, you it's could, like if your remote control is a tricorder. <laughs> you you have a, an iPhone, right? You could probably just use the, the headphones that came with it for that. The, the isn't that like the yeah? The you little, can use your cell phone headsets. That's for exactly it. what they should do. They should make the next headset. I guess like that way it just looks like you got like a headphone. And on. that's why when people send me voice messages, I don't respond. It's like sorry guys, I'm just not going to dig that stupid thing out. But no. you so you won't. But you're saying you won't play them over your speakers either. Because, no, I won't. Oh, you, know, you know the speakers. sound quality gets. Yeah, no, you can't. Worse That's, the point. That's what I'm saying. That's what over the speakers. It's like. <laughs> I just don't understand. How you just like how it turns into it turns into Charlie Brown's adult characters. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got, I got a voice message from Charlie Brown's teacher. I was, she's still alive. It's crazy. I'm playing Peggle, and she wants me to play Gears of War too. <laughs> Another cool thing the other day announced, which is something I think is long overdue and should have launched with the avatars, is unlockable avatar style achievements. Yes. Where you know that's, there was that ODST costume, so clearly if you hit some kind of milestone in ODST, you will be able to dress your avatar like. A drop shot. Yeah, it's trooper. called awardables, I think. Awardables. That's awardables. something we would make up. Yeah. Awardables. They're called configuratables. <laughs> you eat them. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, well, that's important. I think that's like that's an extension of the achievement system. Well, where It's like a trophy that you show yeah. to everybody. See, that's, you know, we, we had this discussion not in a podcast the other day, but that's something that would make me care about achievements because that's something that it, does, it, it, it doesn't directly affect gameplay, but it's something you receive for mm-hmm. getting the achievement. And that's always my thing is I don't care about getting achievements because it doesn't affect gameplay and I don't get anything for it. Well, that that's not the... necessarily true now too because like look at 1943 when it comes out when that, that's uh... not an achievement. Well, I guess it's not. I don't about? know. I don't know that it's not. What are you talking about? I'm talking about in like the announcement that in Battlefield 1943 when it comes out that you can unlock the new maps when the global community hits 43 million kills. It's awesome. It's very awesome. Yeah. Very, like, extremely innovative. But I don't know that it's not tied to an achievement. Maybe it is. Hmm? Well, it's not something think Gus so. would do individually either. He just, yeah. Gus would just sit around waiting for everyone else That's to true. do it <laughs> while he plays WoW. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Gus's philosophy I would be like... I, I've fallen off the wagon. Well, you know why? Wagon. Did you hear what happened to him? <laughs> yeah. He logged in and his guild disbanded, like, one day. <laughs> I logged in and, and I got the message, you are not in a guild. And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked and my guild was just gone. What then, happened? Was it drama? The uh, the the officers have been complaining of poor attendance recently. Oh yeah, and I guess it's like the it was run by like these two brothers up in Seattle or something, and I guess they just got sick of it and they quit. Wow, wow, and they disbanded the guild. And they have that much control is that two dudes can like basically ruin the experience for everybody. Yep. So like I saw a few other people I used to play with online, and I whispered, I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" They're like, "I don't know." So, no, no, I'm wow, it's wow drama. So, hey, on a pig. So I, I like I, I log in now and I'll like kind of mope around in Dalaran for like <laughs> two or three minutes. <laughs> I'm depressed. I'm like, oh, so sad. Wish I could run Olduar. Oh, wish I could run Naxxramas. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. If 
if Old Republic is half as good as the trailer, will you ever play WoW again? Like, I wish Old Republic was coming out this week. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, everyone... Cold everyone, turkey. I'd be, everyone, I'd be off WoW. Everyone agrees the trailer was amazing. We all love the trailer. My just one concern about the trailer right. is that it was a cutscene and there's no... Well, who cares? But, but, no but, gameplay. But the thing is, WoW looks like shit. What but, if you get on Old Republic and it's just like square pixels? What, it exactly right. It's like saying, I hope the MMO is good because Empire Strikes Back was great. But it's like <laughs> the, the same correlation. It seems they got the storytelling right and like the action and things like that it seems like they understand what they're doing unlike galaxies which i played for way too long i played galaxies and the, ex- the exciting thing too is that it's going to have the morality system that knights of the old republic had where when you go through a mission you can do it like as an evil person or as a good person yep. and they and you don't know the consequences until afterward like the example that the kid on joystick gave was that they went through as a sith and they had to remove this captain from command because they were unhappy with his performance and you could kill him or let him live and they don't know it at the time but if, if you're you, a sith you never want other sith unhappy yeah with you. well if you kill him then it makes the other sith happy and you get like bonus points but it makes the bat the battle you have to do afterward almost impossible because you he was the military expert and he had all the expertise on how to eat, eat, beat the enemies if you let him live then you can get through the battle with no problems but all the other sith won't want to sit next to you at lunch i guess <laughs> well if you're playing as a sith you'll never let the guy live Is yeah that the rule yeah, right pretty much uh, yeah, and also you pointed out, uh, and I think it was in that same article, that classes don't share the same quests. At all, ever. Ever. Yeah. Throughout the entire game. Which, classes, I don't know what that means. Which so, basically... like, for example, if in WoW Talk, if you're a rogue and you uh-huh. know a warrior, you all will have never had the same quests at all. Oh, I see. So are there classes in the Star Wars thing? Like, Yeah, there's, yeah, like, there's... they've announced Bounty Hunter, Smuggler, Sith, Jedi. And Trooper, and I think. Trooper. Or, or How do you keep people from just playing Jedi? I mean, or Sith? I Do they... Uh, they haven't announced. I mean, I'm sure the, the other classes will have cool, you know, abilities as well. I don't want to play a Jedi. I don't want to play Sith. <laughs> I, think if you I have, want to play Smuggler. I, I, that I sounded wanna, awesome. Wanna, you were a Smuggler in Galaxies. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, was, I just want to make campfires like I did. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I, I cook fish. It's like if you've got like a superhero game. It's like you just have one big Superman button. For everybody, <laughs> everybody present. Superman. I'll be Superman. The awesome button. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, I asked you before. It's like why is why would everyone not want to be? Yeah, I wouldn't, be yeah. Any smugglers? I wouldn't want to be a Jedi either. I wouldn't want to be a Jedi. Like, in, in Galaxies, I was a bounty hunter, and that's what I want that's to be just, again. That's just because you guys are trying to zag. See, you take it too seriously. You, 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 to MMOs, you are the guy who would play it in full costume, and you'd be like, your wife's friends would walk in, you go, fuck you, bring it. <laughs> would, would play it? <laughs> do you have, do you have got, shoulder pieces I got, anywhere? I got my robes and my gems at home. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. No, um, my wife always laughs at me. There's a one fight in Exoramus where I'm a, I play a shadow priest, and I have. <laughs> now we're laughing. I have, I have to mind control these characters, and I have to, another course, shadow priest has to come and mind control characters to tank like this one boss, and like you have this ability called Bone Shield. So like, anytime, <laughs> you know, I like, thought I'm, mind control I'm, and I'm, shadow priest was funny. I'm, I'm on voice chat, and anytime my bone shield goes down, I have to say in voice chat, my bone shield is down. So that the other shadow priest picks up the, the boss, and every time I say that, my wife cracks up, and I think she's gonna fall off the couch. I like that your wife laughs at your bone shield, and then she always repeats bone shield. <laughs> Man, wow. Oh, those days are gone. You know, the thing, too, is like you're at the level of WoW, too, where you can make references that most people won't understand because you're not at that level. Oh, most people should, most people should know that one. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get nothing. Well, God, oh, they, they, they don't get the Bone Shield thing. reference. There's a lot bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> bone Shield is universal. <laughs> Everybody all, understands all, the Bone Shield. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I, I might play Old Republic as well. I mean, yeah. I, I, I never played Galaxies. Galaxies are horrible. Now that you're done playing WoW, does that mean we have to change the theme song? 
<laughs> we have to change the theme he's, song anyway. He's not done playing I, I, I'm wow. sure I'll play again eventually. He's just taking a little break. Make sure you include the, those lyrics. In. Just like Bernie quits video games forever about once a quarter. <laughs> Man, no, what I do is I go on benders where I'll play a video game nonstop. And Fallout 3 did that to me. I got yeah. to the point where it's like I had to like put Fallout 3 in a drawer, you know, and get rid of it. But you're 10,000 gamer score ahead of me. Dude, yeah, I hit a I hit a milestone this week. Yesterday morning uh, at about 9 a.m., I... Uh, Hit 60,000 gamer score. 9 a.m. GMT minus 6, right? Right. I'm sorry. 9 a.m. GMT minus Ask 6. people to translate. David Carradine's dead. Yeah, that's sad. He died. He was found in a hotel in Thailand in Bangkok. <laughs> that's and, a funny name. And <laughs> You guys are idiots. He died in a hotel in Bangkok, and he was found. At first, the report was he was found with a rope around his neck and his genitals. Now it's a rope around his neck and his body. But it's pretty much assumed, as people reported still, that... Genitals are part of the body. <laughs> That's yeah. the my anatomy book. So it's, it sounds like a Michael Hutchins kind of a thing. Which yeah, we don't does. know the facts, but you know, it sounds like a Michael Hutchins. I, I don't want to know. You know, who's the dude who goes in the room like, "Hey, he's, that guy's dead." Hey, it's David Carradine. It hey, was, it's genitals. I'm going to tell everyone about the genitals. It was a, it was a maid actually. People found it from her from her Twitter post. She posted it to her Facebook from her I, Xbox. I, I would want to know, and if if that ever happened to me. I would want people to know that that had happened to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, is it more acceptable that he killed himself? You know, as opposed to he was doing something crazy and he accidentally died? I don't know. He just undermined, you know, just, I don't know. I've never, I've never done that. I'd want to leave a legacy of, you know, being into freaky shit. (laughs) Well, I mean. People are going to remember that. It's a totally different thing. I mean, it's like if you're suicide, you think my life is bad and I'm having problems. But, 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 I mean, that's already been done before, though, right? At least when you want to do it in a creative, like the NXS guy, right? What? What, what are you the, saying? The you Didn't the about? NXS guy die? Yeah, Michael Hutchins. Yeah, Hutchins. it's already been done. You want yeah. to do something creative, something well, new, you raise the level. Been done. Well, he's gone. He's in Thailand. He's doing like the going on tour with it. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> did, did Michael Hutchins have a cord wrapped around his nuts too? No, no. That, there you <laughs> go. That's that's his. He's well, well, he does now. take. Dude, he does now. The guy was seventy-two. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't try that when I was a teenager. You know, this guy's doing it seventy-two. I think there's kind of a. You didn't have the internet when you were a teenager. I mean, now it's like ooh. I mean, have, what does that say about that? Like, what was that guy's life like to get to the point where he could only get off by wrapping well, you don't know like that. an extension cord around You're his dick? You're assuming. Let's yeah. assume he's just I'm giving it a maybe, shot. Sure. The first time oh, that's possible too. <laughs> you know, maybe. I always, <laughs> dude. I hope when I'm 72, it's possible I might die. <laughs> well, hey, well, here's the thing: if you're gonna murder somebody, now you know exactly how to frame them because this, as soon as you do that, now it's suicide. I want to no, know well, who takes the time to jerk off when you're in Bangkok, Thailand. I yeah. mean, isn't it easier to get a whore than it is to it's actually like, just to, to, to reach your off. hand down to your genital takes longer? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a button on the phone. <laughs> it's not on the. It's everywhere. It's probably on the walls, on the desk. But I mean, I mean, it's a serious thing. The guy died. I it's feel horrible sad. about it. But I, I think it's horror. I don't think it's very cool to try to paint it as suicide when it's just a crazy life thing that that the guy accidentally died. You know. Like, yeah. if one of the jackass guys died doing a crazy-ass stunt... From motorcycle. Yeah, you'd be like... You'd be like... Somebody would tell you, you'd be like, oh, the, one of the jackass guys died. You'd be like... You'd be like, oh, well, who... You wouldn't even bother to ask which one. You'd be uh, like, of course they died. One of them died. I'm amazed that one of them hasn't died already. Wait, one of them... Has any of them died? No, no. nobody's died yet, but Johnny Knoxville broke his... Johnny Knoxville's dick died. Yeah, his dick died permanently. Yeah, which what happened there? The grossest, saddest thing ever. You, he, you wrap he, a rope around it? Uh, he tried to... <laughs> this is like two years ago. He tried to do a backflip on a motorcycle, and the motorcycle fell, and the handlebar went into his dick, and um, 
it caused... And when you say into his dick, what do you mean? I don't know, but like it caused such damage that when he stood up, he tells it, he uh, he thought he pissed his pants, and he looked down, and there was blood everywhere. And every time his heart beat, it would shoot blood out of his dick. <laughs> oh, my God. And, I would make my heart stop beating. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's right. And he uh, supposedly, like, it caused so much scarring on the inside of his... Brain? I don't know the medical term. <laughs> the inside of his dick. In the inside of his dick hole. The urethra or whatever. That uh, he had to... <laughs> no, I think dick hole is dick the common right? medical term. He has and has had to for the last two years self-catheter twice a day so that he can pee. Get out of here. Yeah, he has to self... He has to stick a catheter in twice a day to go wow. to the bathroom. Because it has to stretch out the thing. Yeah, I just heard him on Stern talking about How it. How old he, is he? Uh, he said otherwise... He's like, like 35. The scar 36. tissue would block his urethra yeah, if he didn't self-catheter. And so he does wow. that to avoid surgery. And hopefully... I think he's got like another year of it. And then... Uh, They'll reevaluate and see if he can stop self cathetering. Really? Well, I don't know if you guys have ever had a catheter. Any of you ever had a catheter? Nope. No. I have. <laughs> it is not fun. But I do have a trip to Thailand. Actually, <laughs> so I give it a shot. It might be the most uncomfortable thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> so catheter, not Thailand. Thailand's fun. Rest in peace, David Carradine. Awesome actor. Awesome in Kill Bill. Yeah, he was. He was the best part of Kill Bill. I didn't watch any of his earlier kung fu stuff. But you know, it's it's kind of legendary, right? Yeah, my, my mom was into that show. Like, I, I watched it as a kid. I didn't. I might have been just too young for it. Yeah, I watched Transformers. You yeah, know? I remember being like, I don't know, seven or eight or whatever. And there's a show, and it's called Kung Fu. You know, and so you think you're going to see some kung fu, and the show was nothing about a guy walking around for an hour. <laughs> it yeah. was like kung fu philosophy. There was no no kung fu. Yeah, it was like the Incredible Hulk if he never turned into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly perfect. That's perfect. The incredibly angry person. It's just, it just yeah, an hour of Bill Bixby hitchhiking, <laughs> controlling his emotions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Oh uh, hell yeah! There's a lot of stuff to talk about. You saw Up, right? Oh shit! Yeah, I did see Up. Do you back up that the short before Up is the best short from Pixar? Yeah, I think there's no doubt that the short before Up is the best short that they produced. Cool. And Up is Up Up is right there with Wally for uh, my favorite Pixar movie. I'm not sure which Wally's one. Wally's your think. favorite, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just I, it's interesting because it's a very simple story, I think. But there's stuff at the end that's very poignant. That's um, it's just a, the whole story. Are you like, talking about how they set it up? Up right now or Wally? We're talking about Up. Okay. The thing with oh, Up, Wally, no. I, you know, <laughs> it's like a, the, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything else, right? No, the thing with good. Up is, it gets like they have a sad moment like 15 minutes into the movie, and then after that, every 15 minutes they remind you about that. Yeah, it's like it's not they, they like they don't let you get over it. They just like keep poking you about it. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ, just leave me alone. <laughs> at least Wally was sad once at the end of the movie, and that was it. Okay. But I highly recommend it. And you know, that being said, I think uh, everyone should go see that movie. I'll probably see it tomorrow or maybe tonight. You know, I saw I saw it in 3D. It's the first movie I've seen in 3D. Oh did, yeah, did you... it work well? Um, no. Ah, what? I where'd you see I it? don't want to wear glasses over my glasses. Oh yeah, I it's terrible. That. I didn't think about what that. the fuck. If, if anyone's listening who makes these things, just make clip-ons. Have, give people the option. If I could just have something to clip onto my glasses, it would, I, I would have been much happier. I just sit there with my hands holding glasses over my glasses. You realize a year from now we're going to be having a podcast talking about how uncool we look with the 3D glasses connected to the microphone along with the helmet with the <laughs> siren on top while we're why, trying to play. Why don't you just get LASIK? Take responsibility. Uh, no, no, I don't want to do that. No? Get no. implants. There you go. <laughs> Full on. Every movie's going 3D anyway. You should make contacts. You can put <laughs> them in the lobby. You, you could have like the uh, like the transition lenses where you, when you go into a movie theater, uh, you yeah. they go automatically to go into 3D mode. <laughs> hey, well, I was on vacation. Anybody see Terminator? No, I, I I've almost seen it a bunch of different times, but just haven't gone to see it. Really? Did you see it? I want to. No, see it. I haven't seen it. So. I would like to see it. I just now. saw a lot of a lot of very tan people in bikinis. Yeah, how'd you like Miami? It was good. I liked it. It's expensive. Everybody's a dickhead. 
there, but you mean the service people are dangerous. service people are all assholes, yeah. But it was gorgeous, really pretty. Did you uh, run into anyone famous while you were there? <laughs> no, uh, but I saw a ton of like my box and Lamborghinis and Bentleys and a lot of very uh, rich looking people. They might have been famous, and I just am not in mm, no. Gotcha. So, yeah, the you say Maybach. I thought it was Maybach. I think it's Maybach. I, I think it's Maybach. Also. Maybach. Yeah. Anyway, it's a car that costs. It's like a Rolls, basically. Yeah. It costs like $250,000, but only people who really kind of have them know what they are. I mean, I, yeah, I, I never heard I, of yeah, them. I, I know about before. it because of you. Like, there's just, there's like just two, like a Mercedes-Benz limousine. I, well, why would you have, I don't have one. Well, because you were looking at them one time. Yeah, we saw them in Vegas, yeah. and it was like it was a Maybach. And, and the whole, the whole point of the, that, that car is the back seat. You know, it's like... Yeah, like, like two years ago, I was, in, I was in Baltimore, and I saw one. It's the only time I've ever seen one. It was an outsider hotel. We had a convention out there. And I walked I was, I walked out the hotel. I was like, holy shit, there's a Maybach right there. And I walked over to take a look at it. And as I was walking by, that thing stank like pot. Right? <laughs> I, don't know. I think someone was in was inside the back seat, which Joel was talking about. But, no, yeah. it's all it's a limo. It's all yeah. about the back seat. You know, they got like a... The, the massage chair and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, you buy that car to be driven around in it. Right. You don't buy that car to drive it. Well, right. I gotta say, I mean, if you get to the point where you're buying, paying $250,000 for a car, or how, how much is a Maybach? Joel, think, you're a car guy. I, I think it's not everybody. I, I think it's like 300 Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying that amount, I, I would want people to know. I mean, that you're, if you're at that level of buying that car, don't you want people to know that you're driving a $300,000 car? That's why you're buying it, right? Isn't that, I mean, you could buy... You could buy a car at like the $80,000 level that, and get 90% of the car. You're clearly buying have, have it for you, some kind of status have you, symbol. Have you driven a car that's $300,000? I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, maybe after I, you do it, I, it you might know, change your opinion. It's funny you say that. I read well, How? I mean, I, you just, I, I can't I, imagine how. I read an article on CNN once um, where they interviewed a guy who ran one of those dealerships out in Beverly Hills. He sold like uh, Maybox and Ro- Rolls Royces and cars like that. And the reporter asked him, like, how do you sell someone a $300,000 car? And the guy who runs the dealership says, the way we sell most of our cars is we sell them as gifts. The wow. people who buy these cars buy them to give them to someone else. Jesus. Wow. So it's not that you're buying a $300,000 so, car. It's that know. someone gives you a $300,000 car. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah, right. Yeah, we got to meet that guy. I mentioned like the back of the dealership, and they have all room with those huge bows that they put on top of their cars. <laughs> and and, and like, at the time, you know, the economy was kind of going bad, and the reporter asked them, like, has the economy really affected your, your, your auto sales here at this high-end luxury car dealership? And he said, no. All that happens when the economy goes bad is the names on the mailboxes change. Yeah. Wow. He said, doesn't really doesn't really affect. He said, people who can afford our cars, this doesn't affect them at all. Yeah. I would imagine that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, they talk about the, the real estate in California dropping. It's like, there's always a, there's always people making money in in the movie industry. You know what I mean? Like, always people who are just, they just rotate. The, the People's names change, and they just buy each other's houses from each other. Speaking of real estate in California, I looked at some condos in Miami while I was there just for the hell of it. Yep. I saw a twenty million dollar condo that had what three bathrooms? You know, those are always in the uh, those twenty are, million how, dollars. How big were the bathrooms? I don't know. <laughs> Not big enough. Did <laughs> they have any bedrooms? I didn't see a condo for sale on the wall for under two million. Wow, it was crazy. So which one did you buy? Well, it's, it's all beachfront, beachfront property. Yeah, it is. You're um, you were actually Miami Beach is different than Miami. Yes, you know for that, sure, right? yeah. absolutely. Miami Beach is a is a different city. Yeah, so. I'm jealous. I always wanted to go. Pristine, like gorgeous beaches, you know, that are mm-hmm. beautiful and what no, is, nothing like the Gulf Coast. Or what is the nicest car you've ever driven or driven in? I don't know. Uh, I guess uh, AMG 500 SL. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it was would you say that was how much does that car cost? I don't know anything about cars. Oh, that one. I don't know. Probably 130 or something in that neighborhood. And you drove that car. Yeah. And was it worth it? Like it. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a house. You know, I consider that to be the cost of a house. What you get up in that Maybe territory? it wasn't worth it. I don't know. All I know is I enjoyed it. I, I once went to the Audi dealership, and for I don't know how I did it. I must have been. I, I don't know how I did it. I convinced them to let me test drive an A8L. Which is like their big, long luxury car. Yeah. And that's like $120,000. How was it? It's nice. It had really? like, when you drove out into the sun, it had like sun shades that automatically came up over the back windows to keep the sun from coming in and, and getting glare in your eyes. Wow. I drove and, a... and it had a refrigerator in the center console. So what? You could, you could keep Come on. There. Yeah. I drove a 1992 Ford Taurus once. <laughs> <laughs> Which I... actually <laughs> a reference to that Conan you and I watched. Oh, yeah. Day. I, uh, I'm glad you guys can make references to each other. <laughs> Did you like that joke? <laughs> Gus but got it. I rode in a uh, I rode in a Rolls Royce Phantom once in L.A. Oh yeah, and uh, it just I mean it was nice. I mean it was really nice, but that's a that's a three hundred thousand three hundred fifty thousand dollar car. Man, you, you I didn't drive it. I didn't drive it. I just rode in it. You and totally beat us then. It had like TVs in the back, but I'm just saying it was like that's not it's not worth three hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? It's like. You can buy three of the cars well, that Joel drove in. You know, the question is, if you have you know forty billion dollars, right. it's probably worth it. Right, I'm sure, right? If you got to spend money on something, you know, and you got forty million dollars yeah. or whatever. But at the same sense, it's like that's the point at which if you buy a Rolls, you're buying a Rolls because you're a dude like Donald Trump and you want to like ride up in a Rolls. I mean, yeah, you can really have the same experience or ninety nine percent of the same experience in another car, but you do it because it's a Rolls and you show up. That's my point about the Maybach is like you roll up in that car and people don't know what it is. You know what but, I mean? It's just. Only the people who can afford it know what it is. And those are the people you're trying to impress. I guess that's true. I guess so. Why would you want to impress some schlub who doesn't know what a Maybach is? It's like a big $300,000 rolling handshake. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand (laughs) understand the mentality anyway, but, you know, maybe that's why I don't understand the the lure of a Maybach. But a lot of rappers drive them. Yeah, yeah, they do. There were a lot of rappers in in them. I was in Miami during the Miami Hip Hop Festival, which is the largest hip hop festival in the country, I guess. There were 350,000 people there for that. Yeah, so. you said cool. that, that drew yeah. more tourists into Miami than the Super Bowl did, right? That's a court, That's what I read in the paper while I was there. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, mute, mute, dude, people love music. People flip out for it. Hey, Gus, did you uh, watch The Tonight Show last night? Uh, yes, I did. Who were the guests? It was people I can't remember. Oh, so that's not a good sign. No, no. It was. A, I was very underwhelmed by the lineup. Gus and I have been very excited about The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien because we, oh, we watched the first two nights he did a really good job. Gwyneth Paltrow? Uh. Yeah, and uh, it went downhill from there. Yeah. What was the last Gwyneth Paltrow movie? Oh, just Iron, Iron Man. Man. Iron, Iron Man. Man. You know, there's. A, I read some hubbub about where they're already fighting over guests between Leno and Conan. Yeah, I read that also. Like, and the network is siding with Conan, saying Jay Leno cannot. Yeah. You know, Cherry pick the best guests to take. Absolutely. Oh man. Uh, shit, I just lost it. I, was I gonna don't. Say something. You know, I gotta say in this whole thing while you're thinking about that. I don't care. I want Letterman to be Conan. And I, I guess that's not the popular opinion these days. I'm, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, why I like Why that. is no one considering, like, what, you know, Letterman is now hopefully going to be number one over Conan? I love Letterman. Yeah. I like them both. I, I love Letterman the last time I saw him, like, eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't but, watch that stuff anymore either. Who yeah. can take it? It seems like, uh, but yeah, every now and then, it seems like, they, you know, you see clips from the David Letterman website on the internet, you know, that he posts of interviews and stuff. And oh, it, right. It all like seems the, like it's, yeah. it, he's, he's still doing really good. I don't. Yeah, I don't. What was, don't what was the interview with Blagojevich the uh, with the Congress with the guy from Chicago? Oh, Blagojevich. Yeah, that was the greatest interview ever, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I guess his interview with Paris Hilton. Was Paris Hilton. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that. So he, he had a Joaquin he, Phoenix was great too. Yeah, yeah, it was. He had an interview with uh, Spencer Pratt, who's on one of those shows on MTV. I've never seen in my life. The Hills. And yeah. that was the best because you know Spencer Pratt came out 
David Letterman looks at him and goes, who are you? <laughs> Why are you on my show? <laughs> yeah, Letterman doesn't <laughs> like fuck every, around. And everything he was saying, Letterman was just laughing at, was like, are you serious? You're not, you're not serious. Who are you again? Oh, I remember my point. I read this morning, this goes back to Iron Man, that Marvel's goal is to release four superhero movies a year. Wow. Wow. Four a year, starting in like 2010. That's not a goal. No. You know what I mean? I mean, why is why it, say that? Why set it, that goal for yourself? Is it to release? Why wow. set that goal? We're going to release. Four they're talking about like year. the article was all about how they were going to start releasing four superhero movies a year, and they weren't going to like how they were going to do it without being affected by superhero fatigue. You know, I'll I mean, tell you how they're going to do that. They're not. Yeah, I mean, it's not possible. What are they going to do? Put out Dazzler? I don't know. I didn't know the whole thing. Hey. Rom, Rom the Space Knight. We, we'd all rather hey. have one good quality let's, movie over four crappy ones. Let's yeah. not talk shit about Rom the Space Knight. You know the name of the villain in Rom the Space Knight is? Do you remember? You're such a big fan. God, is it Bone what, Shield? It's what Nimrod. It? Nimrod, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Rom versus Nimrod. Man, I've never heard of any of this stuff. Rom, you all are officially bigger Rom, nerds than me now. No, Rom oh, the Space I Knight. A, I read a lot of comics as a kid. Rom the Space Knight started as a as a toy, and then they made a comic book out of it, I yeah. think. Yeah. They're doing that with something else with a video game. Oh, that's a, a prototype. Oh, Prototype's, really? Prototype's a game, and it's going to become a comic book. I thought Prototype was already a comic. Is that the way it worked? I don't, I don't know. know. I, when we first saw this, when we were working on that commercial, that's what we all were asking. We all were wondering. It looked. It seemed like it was very comic booky. There was DC logos in the game. Yeah, yeah, like, that's in, right. In the, the cities. Yeah, DC ads on buildings and stuff. Which, by the way, prototype comes out June 9th. Awesome, awesome, awesome game. Absolutely. Yeah, we. Very, I, very I had never heard of it before it showed up in this office, and we started working on it for that commercial. And it was be a lot of achievement hunter stuff coming out of that game. Mm-hmm. So. In fact, I got to say this. Is that they showed a Crackdown two uh, sneak at E three, and mm-hmm. I was way less excited about Crackdown two after having seen Prototype. I don't know. I love Crackdown. I love Crackdown. I'll play it, but I was like, Prototype is definitely is curing that uh that Jones that I've got for the Crackdown style of game. Yeah, I've got some great, great uh, sort of enemies in Prototype to fight as well as you go along. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we have only I've only played it very little for that commercial work we did. I haven't actually played too much of the story. I'm excited to to really play through it once it comes out. Yeah, I tried tried my best to stay away from it completely when you guys were doing the commercial because I wanted to just sit down with it fresh. Yeah, and be excited about it. All right, so we should probably start wrapping up because I have to edit this and get this out today. So, anything else anyone wants to talk about before we? Uh, where do you? Uh, we should where, talk about what you're going to cut from this. Where do you guys want to go to lunch today, Gus? Oh, you want to go to Whole Foods? I want to go. To, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. If anyone hears this before I post it, we'll be at eating lunch at Whole at 6 and Lamar. And I'll be kids, the... no matter how cool it seems, don't wrap a rope around your neck and genitals. <laughs> don't do it. You will kill Just yourself pick, by accident. Pick one or the other. <laughs> don't double dip. Yeah. And someone, <laughs> someone, someone will have to make the call to your parents and tell them that. Just like somebody had to make a call to David Carradine's wife. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, have, Was he I have two pieces of bad news. What? <laughs> 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 Also, if the makers of Maybach listen to this episode, <laughs> we would like we're a big, test vehicle. We're big fans of the Maybach. I, I've never heard of you. De- if you'd like I, a Machinima series, I defended the Maybach. I'm going to go the asshole, asshole route and try to you know, attract the pretty girl. I've never heard of you. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I wouldn't recognize you on the street. Sorry, asshole. You, you look like any other car to me. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen better. You're nothing special. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, go to hell. <laughs> what? Is there a theme song going out? Podcast. Theme song again? Theme song? Sing a theme song, Joel. No, no, no it's Joel's turn. turn. You brought it up. You got to fucking do it. Ah, theme song, theme song. I like theme song. Wow. It's terrible. <laughs>